Hello, I'm Juliette Littman. And I am Joe House. Welcome to Ringer Food, the Ringer's new hub for all your food-related content. You may have known this feed as House of Carbs, and don't worry, that's not totally going away. We will be launching two new shows on the feed, and the first is Food News with me and David Jacoby. You may remember us from our days at Grantland. Well, Jacoby and I are back to go over the news, sample snacks, share some personal tales of food news, some global tales of food news. Who knows what else is to come? And House, what are you going to be doing? Oh, my taste buds, my hungry homies, my culinary comrades. We are back. We've done it. Here to tell you that we are reigniting House of Carbs with a whole new slate of tasty episodes throughout the year. We are starting with a football fracas, a gridiron gobble fest. We're doing NFL playoff potluck featuring taste tests of the iconic food item or items of every playoff city to determine which city reigns supreme. Ringer Food is starting up this Wednesday, January 12th. That's so soon. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus. View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kit Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with relationship news. Uh, Dakota Johnson's hostage situation. <laughs> it's not good. It's not oh, good. Alleged. And, an alleged hostage okay, situation. Sorry, I forgot that part. Alleged. You're good. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And January, Logan Lockie. Lot, there's a lot here this week. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting off really strong, though. Tea Time is checking in with relationship news. A lot happened. Some good, some bad. We're starting with, we're starting. Okay, so here we go. Basically, I was having a normal, nice day. I feel like I've been doing a lot of growth last several years. I'm like, maybe Paul Red isn't so bad, and we can stand him at one point in my life. And I'm like, maybe mm. I shouldn't carry the hatred in my heart that I used to in my early 20s on this pod. So okay, great. 
Then the Lord started testing me because a people exclusive came out of literally nowhere. I don't, it like appeared out of thin air. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe it with the title. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader have been, quote, quietly dating for over a year. Another quote. She's really happy. Wow. Liz, how, how dare do you feel? What would you, how would you explain this sit there? Your series of emotions, your emotional reaction uh, okay. to this. Much like my problem with is not with Paul Rudd. Apparently it's with Judd Apatow and the characters he creates in his movies. Okay. My problem is not with Anna Kendrick. It is with people in general who think that being short is a personality trait and use that in like way too many ways. And this is coming from like probably a salty or tall person, but there is something about that has always irked me about Anna Kendrick and has also maybe been backed up by a couple of personal anecdotes from people who have met Listen, her. Listen, I don't yeah. think when you said okay. it's not personally her, I think it might be personally her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I take real just honest with her height. <laughs> making her being short and very small her entire personality and I don't like that and also I really like Bill Hader and this is just very confusing for me emotionally and I just can't even see them together and I don't know where she she came from nowhere like not nowhere but I just feel like I haven't heard about her in a really long time like my life was like pretty good I don't know how do you guys feel my first reaction was that, he, so he went from Rachel Bilson to Anna Kendrick, which is just like the same person. Like oh, Anna wow. Kendrick. That's kind of rude to Rachel like, Bilson. To Rachel Bilson. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But she's just like a more annoying, younger version. I would say mm. Rachel Bilson, like in my head, I feel like they have similar energy. Is that really mm. rude? I guess mm. it is rude. But I dislike Rachel Bilson less. Um, <laughs> so to me, I was just like, this is weird. He's just like, is really demonstrating a type here. Um, I guess like, you know, they're both kind of in the like try hard comedy space. (laughs) I feel like, right. But like not Bill Hader. I feel like he's actually so funny and I do like him, but, and I don't know if anyone has forgotten here, but the two of them were in the 2019 (laughs) Disney plus Christmas movie called Noel. Oh shit. That's when it it. started. But I'm sure that's, you know, when they bonded. The pandemic happened. No. Um, right. Well, that's what they said. They're like, it's been so easy in the pandemic to date, you know, privately and all that stuff, which is great. But like, I just, yeah. I, I don't want, I, I don't want it. This is not the relationship news I want to come out of this week. Yeah. It feels, it yeah. like makes sense kind of, but it just feels cursed. Uh, Listen, just, I've heard some things about her and she, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say them. Okay. Because this is a fair podcast, but yeah, they're not great. That's you should look up Anna Kendrick, like customer service on TikTok or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there are just like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people like servers at restaurants or uh, people who work in retail just like have stories, whether they're yeah. true or false. There are a lot of stories. Uh, you know that? And, yeah. The era of this podcast I really missed is when Amelia would tell personal anecdotes about every celebrity we brought up. I was like, actually, my cousin was on a Disney cruise with that person, and they said that she was X, Y, and Z. I really, yeah. miss those Amelia, times. you have the uh, the Channing party bus story that I thought you were going to tell last oh, week, no. and I was like, uh, we've probably heard it on the podcast at least twice. I mean, it's a classic, no shade. Uh, but then it was uh, Maria Lewis's story instead, which was also great. So. 
Yeah. All right, anyway, we can keep it moving. Okay, an Anna Kendrick story. You need to encounter her so that you can tell it on the pot. Yeah, sit on it. Okay, next one will be really, really short, but we just like her. We like them both, I suppose. Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin are engaged, which is so nice. And they had a little baby named Dakota, born last April. They've been dating for more than four years. They come and go at paparazzi out of like the public eye, but every time it shows up, this is one where an article's written. I'm like, oh yeah, them. That's so nice. Yeah, I remember the first couple. Like a couple months ago, there was a profile about them where they were talking about just like the little like details of their relationship and like their day to day life and like how they like cook for each other, like it, like take baths, like he'll you know draw a bath for her, not in a weird way, but like there were just like all these little like sweet homey details, and I was really mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like real love, like they're really yeah. in love. So yeah. I'm That's happy sweet. that they put a ring on it. Agreed. There you go. Um, next one, Kate. We're just, we're just working through the rest of these. This is uh, just literally one sentence. Uh, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra have had a child via surrogate. Uh, it's a baby girl. She was born, I believe on January 15th. We don't know a name. We don't know anything else. I guess I have to accept that this relationship is real. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, it's taken me this long. I do have to say that I saw an article about how they um, remodeled their home to prepare for this baby. And I was scrolling through looking for like SpawnCon. I was like, swear to God, if there's like an Amazon link in here, I'm going to be back <laughs> back in my tin like tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy theory. But there was not a SpawnCon yet. They're um, all but dads I, now. I know. So it makes my teenage years feel like so long ago. I know. We're all very old. It's fine. Oh, hell. <laughs> okay. Next one. Amelia. <laughs> I guess Olivia Rodrigo and her like producer boyfriend, Adam Faze. Is it Faze or is it Fazy? I don't Unclear. know. Unclear. We don't I, have to know now because he's no longer exactly. relevant. <laughs> and I, I didn't care before and I don't care now. Um, She unfollowed him. Yeah. So you know what? Good. I didn't like him. So bye. She's no, got to no, do better. She's got to yeah. date someone famous. Just like really get in also, there with like your famous boyfriend, cement your status as like a celebrity yeah. ingenue, you know? Also, he was like 24 and she's like 18 and that just yeah. weirds me out. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, So, bye. Bye. She's gotta, Literally bye. She's got to pick someone better and younger and more famous. And cuter. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Sorry, I she said She can do it. better okay. on every on every level, Olivia. <laughs> on Come every on. every single level. Okay. Um, And then I guess... Shailene Woodley and there's been a lot of weird Aaron Rodgers Shailene Woodley stuff out in the ether Um, the Packers suffered a devastating loss I guess to Packers fans not to me because uh, wow what a fun time on Twitter that was Uh, (laughs) it was Uh, and you know, people were calling him throw Rogan, which I love some other nicknames, uh, Just just incredible, like an incredible two hours of tweets. Just yeah. people firing them off. It was Breitbart great. Star. Um, Q. Aaron Rogers. Marjorie Taylor Green Bay. Okay, oh, my God. Really good ones. Um, mm-hmm. You guys are very creative. Uh, so anyway, um, and then there was news that they might have broken up. I think Alyssa Bereznek shared something in Celebrity Slack uh, saying that Someone was in Green Bay and there were multiple (laughs) restaurant employees saying that, hey, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley broke up like in Green Bay, I guess, which is seems seems legit. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then there was a weird like page six article that came out that said they differ politically, but, you know, they love each other, which seems just like mm-hmm. a weird time to put that out there. Yeah. Um, so they might be over. 
It That's- feels like that article to me felt like some damage control on her end. Oh. Like maybe they have broken up and she's starting to like lay the seeds of like, oh, well, we didn't agree. And I'm, you know, I believe in like being because people just completely turned on him. Right. Uh, they did. Yeah, wow. He needs to start working on Big Little Lies season four. And it's like, okay, right. so we need to do a little <laughs> She's like, up. I do want to work in Hollywood again. And I need to like distance my, which I don't, you know, we all know about her history of like insane, uh, right. quote unquote, like scientific medical uh, habits, yeah. I believe. So I don't know that, you know, she's the paragon of um, science, but I, it, did, it right. did feel a little bit like she was, you know, sort of putting a space between mm. between them That's to me. Sure. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see. Yeah. We will see. Um, okay, next category. I feel like that one was filled with a lot of hate, at least on my part. So we're going <laughs> to keep going. Negative vibes. <laughs> um, this is negative this first also. this story is also <laughs> really, really sinister. Okay, yeah. Kate, you want to take Listen, us through it's this? it's not our fault that like a lot of Tea Time enemies were in the news this week. Uh, right. We are here to report the news uh, and or rumors. Um, so Rebecca Alter from Vulture, one of our greatest pop culture investigative journalists, uh, personal favorite, she did an investigation on a tweet and sort of an accompanying rumor that was on Twitter this week. The tweet was from at biz socks and he mm-hmm. tweeted, uh, he quote tweeted the video of Dakota Johnson with the limes basically. Um, and he said, true story. Dakota Johnson once locked me and my mom inside a blue bottle coffee shop because the barista told her she couldn't make the coffee herself. So people were like, I'm sorry, what? True story, what? (laughs) So he followed up with a picture of Dakota Johnson holding the door of what looks like a blue bottle coffee shop. And uh, he said she closed the door on all of us who were still inside, pulled a rope out of her bag, tied the door shut and walked away. We had to have a passerby untie the rope so we could get out. So a lot of people were circulating this tweet like, what the hell? Dakota Johnson fans were very pissed about it. They were like, I'm sorry, people lie on the internet. He was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like what a weird lie to make up. (laughs) Like, why would you, why would you shoot with that? Um, So Rebecca Alter for Vulture was like, I'm going to look into this. So she contacted at BizSox, whose name is LJ. And uh, he said that he's been thinking about this for six years. Um, he knew exactly what had happened because his mom was visiting in town and she's the one who took the picture of Dakota Johnson because she was out of town visitor. She was excited to see a celebrity. And so she was taking pictures of Dakota Johnson while she was in this coffee shop. And then all of a sudden Dakota Johnson locked them inside the coffee shop. And so that's why he has the picture. So Rebecca also talked to, um, a barista who claimed to be working there at the time that this happened. Uh, and she said one time she came into my coffee shop at milk studios at like 11 AM walked behind the counter and started pretending that she was making some drinks while her people tied the front door shut from the outside and started filming her customers were trapped inside. So obviously like a slightly different anecdote, but like similar, like something clearly happened here, uh, in 2017 at the milk studios, blue bottle coffee. So Rebecca Alter's, uh, journey continues. So, uh, I'm sorry. It was actually October 9th, 2016. Um, It was for her Vogue cover in 2017. And here's what actually happened. So she filmed this video at Milk Studios for her January 2017 Vogue cover shoot where she was like overacting and like being like a quirky, like pretending to be like this very high maintenance supermodel. Like they send her model water and she's like sends it back. She's like, no, I need supermodel water. So the theory is they were filming at Milk Studios. They went to this coffee shop and were trying to film uh, some sort of segment where she gets behind the bar and starts making drinks and blue bottle coffee was like, no, you can't do that. 
So then for the video, apparently she left, tied it shut and walked away. So supposedly there were people filming her. It was part of a Vogue shoot and it was for like some sort of stunt that was never used in the video. But she's wearing the dress that she has on in the picture that he tweeted in the eventual Vogue video. So that seems to track. Ah, that was a journey. I almost wish it ended before it wrapped up in a nice bow. I almost wish I hadn't had an explanation for it. I agree. I agree. And um, he said that like, you know, it would have been in line with the shoot for her to just like being filmed, like being very difficult and like erratic. Um, But the Blue Bottle, like the person who contacted Rebecca who worked at Blue Bottle was like, she like was not nice about it. Like not being able to get behind the bar, like definitely kind of threw a fit and obviously still locked people in this coffee shop and everyone left and they had to get a passerby (laughs) to unlock. So like still like not kosher, (laughs) not great. Um, But there is an explanation to this Dakota Johnson hostage situation. Uh, Okay. Yes. Sorry, that was really long, uh, but it was very entertaining uh, for me to read and investigate. Damn, I kind of wish that she had just done it on her own. I I also wish that. Um, But, and I, you know, maybe she did just on the spot come up with the tying the doors closed. It seems like that probably wasn't planned. Yeah, having a Um, rope in her purse doesn't seem like something. And they did just leave and they did strand these people in the coffee shop until someone could unlock it and untie it. So that's not great, but, Mm. you know. There is some nuance to Dakota Johnson trapping people. So Okay, got it. Got it. But yeah. the limes thing yeah. still is real that she like lied about that. Apparently. <laughs> okay, yes. okay, okay. We're gonna keep an eye on her. Okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> got it. All right. Next one, Amelia. Yes. Okay. So I guess M&M's rebranded their little <laughs> iconic characters. There's the, you know, there's the red one who's like kind of the main guy and then his best friend, which is like the dopey yellow one. Mm-hmm. There's the neurotic orange one. There's the sexy green M&M. <laughs> and then her sexy friend, the brown one. And then oh, there's yeah. like the cool blue one. But anyway, they're like, we want to be more inclusive. So we're going to give them more nuanced personalities. And one of the things that people took issue, I think probably the people took issue mostly about is the fact that the green M&M, who is, she's no, she's a known sexy lady. Um, You know, she's seductive. She also posed for the 2011 issue of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. She's very sexy. <laughs> And but she had these, she is an icon. Uh, she had these little green go-go boots or white go-go boots. And she's had them since like 98. But they're like, nope, not anymore. That's too sexy. We're giving her some Stan Smiths. So now she has just like some some regular old sneakers. And it's just it's it, people were outraged. They're like, I'm let outraged. her be sexy. Let her be sexy. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is so dumb. Like no it's one was wild. like. I'm offended that the green M&M has inherent sex appeal. I didn't even know they had personalities. But Amelia, now that I'm looking at these photos, you're right. They do kind of, they have all the... They're like sassy and one's like happy (laughs) and yeah. Huh. Okay. So it's it's disappointing. Um, Brands. Brands will always disappoint you. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. Oh, and I guess the, the brown one had... She also has heels still, but now they have like a wider... um, heel on them oh, okay. so it's like more, more of comfortable a for heel. her you know right, okay because, I support that you know she's standing around in the M&M sure. offices it gets, doesn't she is the whole thing that like she's naked wait or what? is that 
Isn't the brown? Oh, it's like a brown M M&M and M, and it's not the like you know how they release the thing where like they take off the shell and it was like oh, just the yeah. milk chocolate M and M's, right? That's but the, the brown M M&M and M still has a candy shell, doesn't it? Right, right. Actually, right. if you Google, um, I don't know why I remember this, but uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit green M M&M, and M, there are some steamy pics where she's oh, taken yeah. off her Amelia. green candy shell. I cannot see which ones are like maybe fan fiction and which ones are real. If you guys <laughs> no, Google, I think they're all real. <laughs> I don't know, Amelia. Some of these are seem like they're made from face. someone made from someone deranged. Okay, anyway, but that's you can Google that later. Yeah. Um, shall we keep going? Oh, yeah. let's. Um, that's tough act to follow. However, uh, <laughs> uh, last week or the week before, we talked about Ina Garten and her pandemic coping mechanisms. Basically, Reese Witherspoon released this list of things she was doing to better herself in the new year. Ina Garten kind of gave it a spin was like, you know, things that were maybe less good for you, but more fun. Um, and that included, you know, drinking more large Cosmos. So mm-hmm. Martha Stewart is out here doing interviews and I'm going to tell you why in a minute, but people magazine, uh, asked her about Ina Garten's, um, you know, just pandemic coping tips and fucking Martha Stewart said, I do not agree about taking to drink, to cope with things like the pandemic. To me, that's not charming. Mm. Like, relax, Martha. That's Why she always got to be in the news? Can you just like, chill out? Here's the thing. This is what makes it worse. What's Martha Stewart doing an interview to promote right now? Her new Chardonnay, Martha's Shard, <laughs> with Australian oh. wine brand, 19 Crimes. She goes, to me, it's continuing to work really hard to be as productive as I possibly can be and to enjoy oh, my God. grandchildren. I'm like, you're promoting a wine. What are you talking about? Hmm. She should have been like, hell yeah, Ina, and like done some sort of video where she was drinking like a huge glass of wine and been like, drink Martha's chard. I was like, what? Why would you take that route while you're promoting your alcohol? <sighs> she just sucks. <laughs> well, she doesn't oh, suck, but wow. in this specific, you know, vein. I was yes. like, what? That she needs to go from- to. She needs to go to Mal- go um, prison Malibu. again. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I was say I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I fucking love Martha Stewart. She can do whatever the no, fuck she, she wants. No, but she can. Yeah. It I seems just uncalled always for. hearing about her now. Yeah, it was uncalled, uncalled for. Uncalled for. Also, who can hate? I mean, the garden. That is wild. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Very rude. <sighs> okay, uh, I guess we're, we're at. We just, this is actually just. This category is also podcast. very negative. <laughs> yeah, speaking of rude, remember last week when. We dedicated an entire segment to talk about the celebrity Big Brother uh, names. Well, Insider at Insider CBB lied <laughs> because we got the real lineup last night. And it honestly, when Kate sent this over, I was enraged. Yeah, I, mean, I fired off like eight tweets. Enraged. <laughs> I oh, really cannot believe. Well, let me tell you who the real uh, people are starring in yeah. the house. And remember, we thought it was going to be like Nene Leakes, yeah. New York, Shangela, to be fair, Jillian Michaels. To be fair, in ter- for our like journalistic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reputation, we did say sure. that it was a rumor and we weren't we did. sure. Yeah, but that's true. we were hoping. We were hoping that it was real. Well, Who's and it was like cast? trending. People, it was trending yeah. on Twitter and people were like, oh, thank you, CBB or Insider CBB. And it's like, this person seemed legit. Apparently they're not. They're a liar, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the real list. And you know it's bad when Us Weekly starts with Lamar Odom being like the number one star. No offense to Lamar. He seems nice, but like, come on. Um, Lamar Odom. Olympic ice skater Mirai Nagasu. Uh, Todrick Hall. So we've got Todrick still. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. We should have known that he'd be on there either way. It's just. NSYNC's Chris Kirkpatrick. 
Different Strokes actor Todd Bridges, uh, SNL alum Chris Kattan, a UFC fighter named Misha Cupcake Tate, uh, <laughs> Shanna Mokler, ex-wife of uh, Travis. So hopefully she can have some conversations with Lamar about the yeah, Kardashians. She's going to go on and on about that. And that's, <laughs> I know. we're going to have to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> I know. God. You're right. You're right. Um, I actually do really like Carson Kressley, Drag Race. He's been on TV for thousands of years. Um, uh, oh, we also have Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey, not Nene Leakes. Cynthia, forgettable. Really forgettable. Sorry. Um, and then, honestly, the biggest travesty of them all, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, former star and daughter of John Mellencamp, Teddy Mellencamp, who was literally on the show and did nothing but complain and be pregnant. That's that's all she did. So I'm really, <laughs> she sucked. She sucked. So. Wow. Damn, that is really boring person. It's yeah. You should have known it was too good to be true. It's hurtful, but yeah. Yeah. Are you going to watch it still, Amelia? No. Really? Good for you. Good for you. It's good to have standards. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You'll show insider CBB not to mess with you again. That's that's right. Don't you forget it. Damn. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Last one. Uh, Amelia, I just need to know, we've been talking a lot about skincare lately in the tea time chat. We're going to do some sort of check-in one of these weeks with like celebrity skincare. However, right before we recorded today, I saw that Cobra Kai star Peyton List has a beauty line and she has a specifically Cobra Kai Mm. themed beauty line. Two things that Amelia has some real affection for. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to just ask, first of all, weird choice, even if you're in Cobra Kai, like it Uh just seems weird, a weird show, uh, you know, like do like. Yeah, I'm like, why don't we have like like a euphoria beauty line or like, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's a show that is about like karate. I don't know. Um, Right. But it's just about karate. Kate, is it karate? Is that what they do? Yeah, it's karate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, a lot of it is karate. It's about so much more. Okay. 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 (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's like a Cobra Kai eye palette, Cobra Kai Mm. lip. There is one uh, highlighter called Sweep the Cheek, you know, like Sweep the oh, Leg. Oh, that's like, good. <laughs> um, like an energizing mist, which kind of seemed up Amelia's oh. alley. Uh, so I just want to ask her thoughts, thoughts on this line. Would you um, buy? Honestly, she's one of the more annoying characters on this show. That's fair. And this show is filled with annoying teen characters. <laughs> no offense to teens, but um, always well, actually, offense to teens. Yeah. Constant <laughs> offense to teens. Well, I mean, they just have done teens dirty on this show several times. Hmm. But, um, you know, I'm not. I mean, not vibing with it. Not, I mean, I just it seems like a cheap grab for money. Yeah. You know, the licensing. I'm like, why did she get the rights to this? Why isn't Netflix yeah. doing it? You know what I mean? Seriously. It just seems weird on several levels uh, that she would be allowed right. to like license to do sweep, this. sweep the leg into like a highlighter. I don't know. <laughs> just, it's. That it's is iffy. weird. And the iffy only thing me. that I would be into is this like Cobra Kai energizing mist. Right. But it's $24. <laughs> I know. You're more of a skincare girl at heart. $24 for energizing mist? No. Yeah. No. It's not <laughs> no. okay. All right. That's fair enough. Okay. Just wanted to check in, see where you were at. Thank you. Yeah, we do need a big check in about skincare. We have been talking about that nonstop <laughs> recently. So we'll do it soon. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. 
Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay, now, oh, you guys, last week of January. It is. What a ride it's been. Bittersweet. Um, but yes, this is the last January movie that we're covering on Cringe Mode. Who knows what's coming up in February? If you guys have other like punny celeb <laughs> ideas, we'll just keep running with it. Otherwise, we'll probably do some romance or, you know, dumb Netflix. Yeah, some Valentine's rom-coms. Day. Yes, but because we are ending on a strong note, we're doing Logan Lucky this week, which is actually a fantastic movie. So, Kate, the uh, the plot. Sorry, the plot. Yes. This is a good one, you guys. Uh, I recommend watching it. I don't, mm. you know, don't stop listening to our podcast, but, uh, you know, we are going to spoil some things. So I do recommend actually watching it. Um, Logan Lucky is about the Logan family. They're in their flop era. There's a curse, uh, <laughs> supposedly, that's on their family. Uh, Jimmy Logan, Channing Tatum, is like a former football star. He hurt his leg. He got fired from his construction job because of liability reasons. Adam Driver, his brother, lost his arm in the war. And he's working as like a one-armed bartender. Their sister, Melly, Riley Keough, is like a hairstylist. Um, so Channing Tatum uh, learns that his ex-wife, Katie Holmes, is going to take his daughter and move away. And he's like, I'm going to sue for custody. And he needs some money to sue for custody of his delightful daughter who competes in pageants and is very cute. It has giant eyes. And he decides to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And so they recruit Jimmy Bang. No, not Jimmy Bang. Johnny Bang? Joe Joe Bang. Bang. Joe Bang. Thank you. Daniel Craig, uh, who is incarcerated for blowing things up. 
uh, mm-hmm. which is why they need him. So basically, it's a heist movie. They assemble this like sort of group of like, you know, blue collar people in West Virginia. And they end up robbing the Charlotte Motor Speedway during like the biggest race of the year. It's fun. It's a comedy. It's a heist movie. They succeed in the end, as they always do. And yeah, it's really fun. Good movie. It is really fun. It is good. Okay. Movie. Okay, great. Let's do the highlights. Amelia. I just love that this movie, even though it seems like it'd be written by a dude, it was written by a lady, um, which I find to be just so uh, very few and far between. Uh, So Mm. this was cool. And it's really good. Um, Not that women can't like write good movies, but you know what I mean? Um, So it was written by Rebecca Blunt, but that's actually a pseudonym for Jules Asner, who is married to the director, Steven Soderbergh. But Mm -hmm. some of you who are old enough to remember, she had a TV show on E! in the early, I think late 90s, early 2000s called Revealed with Jules Asner. And you can find it um, on YouTube. But I just, I vaguely remember being like, well, I'm not watching that show because it seems really uh, just too high class for me. Um, But... (laughs) It would, she would just interview celebrities and I guess they would reveal more about themselves. And it just it seemed not really in line with the kind of what he's known for, like their mm. bread and butter of reality TV. This seemed like actually researched and well done. So yeah. <laughs> it was no surprise to me that she she wrote this and did a great job. So love it. Yeah. And Steven Soderbergh directed it. So yeah. right. just it a power sense. couple. Love that. OK, there you go. Um, my highlight, just overall, heist movies are just more fun than any other genre movie. I love the, like, getting the gang together, uh, the, like, laying out the heist, the thing that goes wrong, the, like, twist at the end. There's a good twist at the end of this movie. Like, you think you think something didn't work, and then it turns out there was, like, a plot underneath the plot, you know? Mm-hmm. Love those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, this movie specifically, it's very rare and kind of, like, a nice change of pace to see just, like, regular blue-collar workers pulling mm-hmm. off like a very sort of high concept heist like this. You know, it's not like Ocean's Eleven. It's not like the rich swanky guys in suits in Vegas. Like it's it's the same kind of movie, but it's just a totally different setting, totally different set of characters um, than we usually get. So it's very refreshing. Another highlight for me, I am going to talk about when I saw this in the theater, but the Game of Thrones prison scenes just cracked me up. They uh, basically, when Joe Bang like breaks out of prison, um, they like sort of stage this prison riot and are like killing time so that he can go blow up the vault or whatever and get back in before anyone notices. And uh, the guy who's in charge of the riot is like killing time by asking for the Game of Thrones books to be added (laughs) to the prison library. And they like refuse to believe that like George R.R. Martin still has not written them. And it's just like this came out in 2017. (laughs) It was like the height of like Game of Thrones craze. It was like right before like the final couple seasons. Uh, and there he's like, I pre- like the warden's like the show has outpaced the books. And they're like, I don't believe that. Like, how do they know about the hot chick and her dragons? And he's like, the show has devolved from the books. So it's like this whole sort of like just Easter egg of like Game of Thrones <laughs> drama, but it's very funny. And then the last highlight for me, mm-hmm. uh, although there are many, is this is a rare, cute and not annoying movie kid. In my opinion, your thoughts may yeah. differ. But usually when there's like a child, uh, a daughter in, you know, a significant role, I'm annoyed. Like, it's just hard for me to find a little kid that doesn't annoy me. Um, But Chan Tatum's daughter is in this is very cute. She's like in her little pageant. She ends up singing um, Take Me Home Country Roads for like her talent instead of doing like Umbrella or whatever like she was supposed to do. She just has like the biggest eyes I've ever seen on a human face. Um, And she's just really cute. 
So she's the cutest little thing in the (laughs) entire world. Um, And she's got her little accent. Oh, so (laughs) cute. And she has this great moment. There's actually like a little tearjerker moment later in the movie with, it's just really good. Anyway, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, Amelia. Um, yes, she was very cute. I also just, I think everyone in this movie is really charming. Everyone does a really great job. Um, and I just want to point out Riley Keough. I think she's fantastic. I have jumped the Dakota Johnson ship and I'm all mm-hmm. for Riley Keough now. <laughs> yes. I think she is so good. And I've seen her for some reason. I've been watching a lot of movies with her in it recently. And hmm. um, she's great in everything she's in. I think she's so talented and cast her for more stuff. She has like a real gift for someone who's like the granddaughter of Elvis Presley, like a Hollywood uh-huh. royalty. She has like a real gift for being like kind of trashy characters, which is like <laughs> such a, you know what I mean? It's like actually uh-huh. a skill because, you know, there are certain people like, you know, I don't know, Margot Robbie, like you would never believe necessarily that she would be like, you know, sort of like Southern, you know, mm-hmm. character or whatever. But like Riley Kehoe has this, I can think of like four roles where she's played just like this similar kind of just like a little bit trashy in a great way. Uh, Amelia, will character. you send me some recs for her? I have not yeah, seen her in sure. anything else besides this movie. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay. We're, I just in general, as a highlight, we're finishing Chain Ray really strong because we are finishing with a comedy, which is where mm-hmm. Channing Tatum belongs in my heart. Mm-hmm. He yes. is such a good heartthrob. We've seen him in a lot this month in that role. But oh my God, he can pull off comedy better than anyone, basically. It's well known, like 21 Jump Street is like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, but he was so, so, so good in this. And just like yeah. his delivery is fucking fantastic and makes the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. In general, this cast, top to bottom, is really freaking good. For the exception, maybe of like Katie Holmes, who I don't understand. <laughs> um, but everyone else is really good. Also, we love a movie readily available on Hulu for no extra cost. Yes. Amelia, what was the movie we tried to watch for cringe mode where the subtitles were in, I don't know what language, but we all watched it. Like the amount of shady links we sent back and forth to cover these movies. When I saw it was like just on Hulu, not even like the premium, premium subscription. I was like, Lord, Very exciting. (laughs) So good. So you guys all can watch it or borrow someone's Hulu login. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Um, and then lastly, <laughs> just love a good payoff. Although this one took a bit, took mm. a bit longer than I yeah. thought. And I actually was worried for a second this was going to be like a really weird deranged ending. And it wasn't. Not as much as I thought. So yeah. love that. All right. Let's do low lights. Amelia. Yes. Uh, I really, I like Sebastian Stan, but I just didn't understand the point of the extended scene he had where he talks about his whole routine. And he's like, I've got an iOS operating system that's what I call my body and it's just like okay that's yeah all right that joke would have been good like maybe 10 years ago but um it just seemed like kind of indulgent and unnecessary to the entire plot so I don't know I mean that I'm really nitpicking here but yeah no you're not it didn't make any sense he was a totally unnecessary character he could have been cut entirely out of the movie and it would have served like literally zero purpose the only thing he does is like lose the race and then pretend that he didn't see them in the tunnel. You know what I mean? I'm like, why, Mm -hmm. why is he here? We did not need that at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree. I think in addition to him, there are just like a couple too many characters in this movie. Yes. I think you got to cut out just like a couple of the little storylines, even like Catherine Waterston, who's kind of the love interest. We'll talk about her, but like, I think she could have been cut out. Like he doesn't need a girlfriend. Like, you know what I mean? And like, there are just a couple scenes where like, it would have been shorter, would have been a little bit less confusing. uh, And we just like, didn't, didn't need them in my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely Mm -hmm. agreed. 
speaking of people uh, who maybe we didn't need, uh, Hillary Swank is the FBI agent who's like on the case, sort of in like the last half hour of this movie after they sort of pull off the heist. And she does not match the vibe of the rest of this movie at all. She's doing like this threatening voice where like every line is like, tell me about what happened in the vault. And like, she just has this very weird, like very serious delivery and she doesn't smile. And like, she seems very scary. Like she might murder someone. And I think they were prepping for a sequel that just like never happened. Cause like they introduced mm, her in the last it. half hour. She like investigates, turns out they get away with it. But then like, I know Liz has thoughts about the last scene. Uh-huh. Do you want to do this now? Go for it. No, it's, let's, yeah, let's talk what? about it. The hell. Like I said, ends in a nice bow. Everyone gets a chunk of change. Love it. People exit prison. They're like greeted in a limo with a bag of money. It's like the perfect ending. Yeah. And then the very last scene, Channing Tatum comes back. He kind of explains the whole garbage bag, how he actually stashed money, whatever. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Then Hillary Swank, my least favorite character in this movie, comes back, enters the bar, orders a drink from Adam Driver. She's like a little flirty. And he's like, oh, where you come from? Haven't seen you around. And she's like, oh, I'll be here for a while or something like that. And like, she's watching them as they're like all talking to each other about like succeeding. And, and then it just ends. I hate it. I actually hate yeah. it so much. Yeah. And it, it just totally like threw off this like lovely, I don't know. Also her character, as soon as she entered, it was like, it's a completely different movie. Like totally. Yeah. She would not understand the vibe at all. I was like, what the hell? This is like a comedy heist movie. Right. Hillary yeah. Swank. Yeah. She I don't ruined get it. it for sure. And yeah. yeah, they, it makes it like a very threatening final scene. I was like, no, they got away with it. They're fine. I yeah. But yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think they were, I think they thought maybe a sequel would happen. And then I don't think this movie did very well. Um, That's really? more satisfying. And it did not. Then. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. frustrating. All right, hmm. my my low light uh, is that Take Me Home Country Roads will be stuck in my head for a week now. That's like oh. the group, the biggest earworm of our time. Uh, <laughs> I love that, that song. song. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's really good. Uh, it features very heavily in this movie. It's the first scene. She sings it in the pageant because it's her daddy's favorite song. Um, mm-hmm. And it just is, is in a lot of this movie, obviously, because it's in West Virginia. And it just is literally, it's going to be stuck in my head forever. It just is. That's just how that song works. You hear it once and you just can't get rid of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait for this last little like, go Amelia, please. Um, I want to talk about it. Okay. I think, you know, I thought the scene with Catherine Waterston and Channing Tatum, even though it was pretty unnecessary, I thought it was sweet. Like I just, the back and forth between them, I thought was really sweet. But what the hell? Why did she appear on on film, because you can look it up because it's in the movie, with this mushroom cap haircut. What was that? What? Why did she? Why did they do her dirty like that? That's so there, mean. There is a way to portray her character as like a do-gooder, kind of like yeah. studious, more like he was the star quarterback, quarterback whatever the hell. Yeah. She was like a nerdy. The, you can portray that in a bunch of different ways. Right. You don't need to put a bowl cut on the woman to like Seriously. further prove that like she was just in the, I, it just, that oh, she yeah. was in the background. That yeah. she And like, yeah. listen, I think she cut her hair for aliens. Like that's fine. It can be short. Oh. Why would you style it like this? Just use <laughs> any kind of like mousse, like just Who's give it some sort of style. character with the bowl cut with the, yeah, it's a mushroom. It's a mushroom haircut. <laughs> okay, pull it's, it up no, later. it literally looks like she's like toad. Yeah, it's, it's like really Despicable tough. Me. I'm going to look it up anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, Victron from Despicable Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so rude. She's um, she's so yeah. pretty. You don't need to put her in this ugly haircut. Really tough. Agreed. Agreed. Just also, like, come on. 
I think we're going to do January awards next week, maybe, or just like a little recap of January. I'm just going to say I'm not so sure about this pairing. Um, really? And in okay. The, in the very last year, I mean, they're both charming, but I, was, mm-hmm. I don't know. In the very last scene, they're like, I think, fully dating. She like comes and kisses him on the cheek, whatever. Right, <laughs> right, right. Anyway, that's my two cents. We'll get to it next week. Um, <laughs> okay, let's do what is age the best and the worst, Kate. What is age the worst is that this movie was the first movie that I saw with MoviePass. I bought MoviePass. I don't know if you guys remember the golden age of MoviePass, but I got it for myself and I got it for my dad as a gift. And I think we went over the holidays. We were like, how can we try this out? Like he was like, I don't believe this works. And I was like, let's just try it out. So we went see some like matinee in Indiana. We just like picked a random movie that we didn't really hadn't really heard of. Picked this one, didn't know anything about it. Walked in, used our movie pass, saw like this free movie because movie pass was the best. And it was great. Like it was so fun. We were like one of like four people in the theater. Uh, ended up seeing this like really fun surprise of a movie with our fucking movie pass that ended up being the greatest invention in the history of cinema. And I just will never experience such a high again. <laughs> I've been chasing yeah. it ever since. Uh, <laughs> and that AMC A-list just is not doing it. It's not. Um <laughs> So I miss movie pass every day. And this movie always yeah. makes me think of that. Sad. All right. Sad. Very sad. Sorry, Kate. Um, also, age of the worst or the best. I don't know. But there's a scene for some reason in this movie when they talk to Joe Bang in the prison. Uh, he gets he like makes them get him hard boiled eggs out of a vending machine, which like gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he like very dramatically eats these hard boiled eggs. And for some reason, every time I eat a hard boiled egg now, I think of this scene with Daniel Craig where he puts mm-hmm. his salt on his vending machine eggs uh, and just devours them while, you know, dramatically reading whatever lines uh, they've given him. And I just, every literally every time I eat a hard-boiled egg, I'm like, Logan Lucky, Daniel Craig. Oh, that's nice. I didn't tell so. you had such deep connections to this movie, Kate. I've seen yeah, it like six is. times somehow. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, next one, Milia. Yes, I would say, I think this is just uh, a solid movie. I think it's a really good movie. I can't say uh, anything bad about this. And, you know, I think it could have easily been a farce about Appalachian people, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was. And at least I don't think it, it is. Um, no, yeah. So it's really very like respectful of like just regular people like trying to make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This goes way back, but this movie makes me want to watch Raising Arizona. Yeah. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. No. It's like, yeah. Amelia, you might like it, maybe. It's I like think you would. You like Nicolas 80s Cage. 80s Nicolas Cage. Oh, and yeah. it's Sign like similar, like heist, farce, kind of people running around being cha- like same, like chaotic energy, mm-hmm. but it like always kind of works out like it does yeah. in this movie. Um, it's really good. You should watch it, but it made me like. I think this movie has kind of the same vibe in my brain. Yeah, it does. Okay, MVP, Amelia. I guess, or not I guess, I, I will say this with conviction. Um, My MVP, and I know it's January, and, you know, Channing is great in this. I think everyone in this movie is great. Um, But, oh my God, Daniel Craig just steals every <laughs> single yeah. scene he's in. He's so good in this. He's so, like, creepy, but also really likable. <laughs> he just... He toes the line between like, oh, this is gross, but also, <laughs> oh, this is endearing. He's sweet and like, you know, a weirdo, but I, I love him. So uh, agreed. Really great in this. Also, I I knew he had blue eyes, but his eyes are so blue. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- he's just having a great time in this movie. Like you can tell he just showed up and was like, I'm going to do this accent. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. be just absolutely psycho. Uh, and it totally works out. And I just think like this and like Knives Out mm-hmm. are a great double feature of Daniel Craig just like showing up with an accent 
uh, and just like doing 10% more than he needed to do, but like mm-hmm. having the time of his life. Yeah, um, he can really do Southern accents. It's crazy. Yeah, and he's just really funny because like, you know, you don't you think about him as like James Bond or like, you know, and the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like he has so many like serious roles. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when he gets to do like these sort of comedic, like ham it up moments, he just has a great time. And it, it's great every time. My MVP, with that said, I totally agree on Daniel Craig. Uh, but for the sake of discussion, uh, I'm going to take Adam Driver because the way that he says cauliflower uh, in this movie just cracks me up. That's like their word for like when they're going to do a heist or something. It's like their code word. And he's like in the parking lot and he's like, did you just say cauliflower to me? I'm like, Adam, what are you doing? Uh, but he's really obviously very likable uh, and very funny in this as well. And really goes for his accent also. Yes. This is the most I've liked Adam Driver, I think, thus far. Started with him many years ago in Girls and he mm-hmm. was obviously a bit of a a D-bag, so didn't love mm-hmm. him. And then marriage, uh, many, many years later, marriage story deeply Tough. traumatized Tough. me. Now, seeing him, I see him in a whole different light. I'm like, oh, okay. Not all not all bad. Not all bad. Every time I look at Adam Driver, you're a little sad from that movie. But this is like healing my mm-hmm. relationship with Adam Driver. Yes. Also, just shout out to Channing again. He really holds it down. He's got a much like meteor role than we've watched him in uh, this month, at least. And a funnier role. And it's just like, it is. It's like exactly what we were saying. You know, he needs to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. So he's great. We stand. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do lightning round questions. Best random cameo, Kate. I'm going to give it to Jack Quaid with the mullet. Uh, he plays one of uh, Daniel Craig's brothers. And there's just a funny scene where they, he's like their tech guy, which is just absurd. <laughs> but they go to like get their help. And there's a really funny scene where they like, turn around they're like we got to talk about it and he turns around he's like what you think and his brother's like yeah and he's like okay and then they just turn back around they're like we're in uh but they're just really funny he's like very unrecognizable if you've seen him in like leading man roles so yeah Mm -hmm. he's my best cameo and then worse it just feels weird that katie holmes is here like why why her uh she's also doing her in this but yeah she's Mm. fine she's not supposed to be like well very much she's like the ex-wife but i don't know it's just weird she opened the door and i was like katie holmes yeah i don't know felt weird yeah Amelia, who's your pick? Loved seeing, we got to see Jerry Gergich from Parks and Rec show up (laughs) as like the foreman at the Mm -hmm. job site. And Roy, Roy as Moody, the uh, Katie Holmes' new husband, Mm. he showed up too. Roy from the office? Yeah, Roy from the office. Sorry, yeah. 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 He's funny, so. Great role for him. Love seeing Sebastian Stan anywhere Mm -hmm. I can. Maybe him. That's true. Leanne Rimes for 10 seconds comes out and sings the national anthem for this race. And you're like, who? And then you're like, oh my God, that's Leanne Rimes. Yeah. So. I was like, oh God, it's going to be Carrie Underwood, isn't it? And, <laughs> and then it wasn't. And I was so happy it was Leanne Rimes. Oh, good for Leanne Rimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, best sound bites, Kate. Just really quick, I added this because there are just some really funny like little throwaway lines in this movie. Um, one of them is, uh, I think both of these, oh no, Channing Tatum, uh, is talking about something and he goes, I looked it up on the Google. Uh, always great. And then uh, Jack Quaid is talking about his tech experience and he's like, all the Twitters, I know them. I was like, okay, great. You You're doing a fantastic job with these accents. I shall not be doing that when I say my best soundbite, but give me your last one. Uh, and then they call the heist. They're talking about the heist on the news and they're like, people are calling it Ocean 7-Eleven. I was like, that's, that's funny. That's really good. cute. That's good. So mine goes to my best soundbite is a Daniel Craig line. And he's like, he's because he's like kind of creepy towards Melly, the sister, but is also not, like we said, toes Mm -hmm. the line. And I don't know how to say the way he says naked. He's like, (laughs) it's just really funny. Do it. Read it, Kate. Read it, Kate. Read it, Kate. He's like, Melly, 
I'm about to get <laughs> naked back here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, what's oh, your best like, sound bite, no, Julia? No peeking. No peeking. <laughs> what <laughs> voice are you doing, <laughs> Daniel Craig? Uh, that was really funny. He's great. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, I, I liked there's a the, the that whole car scene where they're driving away yeah. from the prison was really funny. And Adam Driver says something like, "You're going pretty fast." And I just the way he said it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. To um, Riley Keough, I just love so. Adam Driver lines. Yeah, they're yeah. just yeah. really good like line readings. Uh, right, the delivery as well. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lastly, for the final movie of January, where does this rank in the filmography of Channing Tatum, Kate? As you know, I love this movie. I was really excited that we did it. Um, it's better than the Magic Mikes. I would say it's below the Jump Streets, just in terms mm-hmm. of like cultural relevancy. You know, like we, we've all seen the Jump Streets a yeah. bunch of times. Class, mm-hmm. comedic classics. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask this versus like She's the Man, uh, which I think is the other one that's like our top three sort of Channing Tatum contender. I know it's apples and oranges. What do we think? I would say maybe like She's the Man personal favorite higher but like technically lower mm. perhaps Thoughts? that's a good way to say okay. it yes yeah. like objectively pulse, yeah like yeah, objectively better on, movie but you know an adolescent mm-hmm. heartstring that I'll never be able right. to be free of so I feel like <laughs> it's yeah. true. that's it's true. my personal bias um <laughs> Amelia what's your thoughts what is this movie in the filmography of Training Tatum um, I think it's one of his best. I think it's really yeah. subtle and it's just, it's a gem. And honestly, I have not seen 21 Jump Street in such a long time. I remember really mm-hmm. liking it. So I'd have to watch it again to see how it measures up. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know. This movie was really delightful to watch. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. So I agree. It's a winner. I will agree with all of your comments. The only thing is I'm, I'm going to ride for dear John until the end of my life. So <laughs> we're going to put that up there. That's but fair. yes, agreed on everything else. That's fair. Okay, last category, Tea Time's Unanswerable Questions. Go ahead, Kate. Okay, this is a question for you guys, but also like just for the internet at large. I, you know, like sometimes you'll just like unlock like a core memory that like you've Mm. not thought about for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week, I remembered the existence of Neko Atsume. Do you guys remember Mm -hmm. this? It's like a game where you collect, like you have a yard and like you put out toys and cats just like show up. Cute. I, I I sound like a crazy cat lady. I promise that's not why <laughs> I was a fan. It was really big when I was in high school. Like I vividly remember sitting in like newspaper class and like everyone would be like, huh. I have so-and-so in my yard. And like, I, I just remember it being this big thing. Um, and I tweeted about it and someone said that you could like rename the cats. And so they renamed them as like the One Direction boys. So like a cat would show up and they'd be like, oh. Harry's in my yard. So I was like, that is so like 2014, like that. That's is funny. probably something that I would have done. But I just like, I had not thought about this game in, you know, eight years or whatever. Uh, mm. And I redownloaded it and it's fun. But you did. Yeah, I did. Kate, did you ever play Neopets? Yeah, I did. I was really into Neopets. Okay. Neopets. It feels like you're one or the other, but this is, I guess you can do both. I was only a Neopets yeah. person. And then all my things started to starve. And then I got really oh, freaked out. That's oh, yeah. It's a lot, of, a lot on. of upkeep on Neopets it is. land. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, OG OG was like the Tamagotchi days, which I also had. And then oh, also yeah. that thing starves. I know so, that's also a lot of work. Listen, uh-huh. pets are a big responsibility, whether they're virtual or real. <laughs> um, You're so right, Kate. It's tough You're out so there. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right, Amelia, hit it. Okay, so I guess in China, they have changed the ending to Fight Club. Um, spoiler alert if you have not seen Fight Club. But in the end, Brad Pitt's character like blows up 
he dies and he blows up like this building where they're making the soap, I think. And um, I guess in China, they've rigged it so that uh, the police found out what happened and they successfully prevented the bomb from exploding. And it's like they gave this whole like title card that was that said, uh, through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological <laughs> treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. Which is like, okay, that was that's a lot. Um, but they changed the ending because, you know, that's what happens when you live in a communist society. Uh, and so I was wondering if you could change one movie's ending like they did uh, to Fight Club in China, what movie would you choose? Would you choose maybe um, Logan Lucky so we don't have to see... Um, <laughs> Just cut Hillary Swank. Swank? Yeah, yeah. That's a good uh, candidate. I mean, the one that comes to mind is Titanic. Uh, mm, yeah. Just because like, you know... What happens movie at, is just what like... What part are you referring to? The end, just so that he doesn't the die. End. So he doesn't I die, he see. lives. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. that would change a lot of like the course of that movie well, uh, yeah. in general. But that movie is just like, is is really my shit. But like, I don't really watch it very often because it makes me mm. sad. Mm-hmm. So like those kind of movies where like yeah. the ending makes you sad. And so like you stop watching like 20 minutes okay. before the end. Yeah. yeah, that's my thing. I feel so strongly about this answer. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and change the ending of La La Land. That oh, movie wow. I hate with my entire heart <laughs> okay. only because of the ending. Yeah. Wow. There is no reason. There is no reason to have them not end up together and try to make it a more dramatic like a little dramatic movie by like these two lovers that like cannot mm. be or won't be. It drives me crazy in the whole La La Land era of our lives. Like I was really annoyed by it. Now I've like made peace and kind of don't think about it too much. But I hate that ending with That's a funny. passion. Wow. I don't hate the movie. Wow. I just hate the ending. Just the ending. I get yeah. that. I Yeah. That, that's frustrating. Sometimes you watch like, yeah, an entire movie. You don't have to make like, a movie what? sad for no reason. You know, it's right. like, okay, we get mm-hmm. it. That is Amelia, what, what would you change? Uh, you know, I too would change a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen uh, The Departed. I was mm. pissed off when he died. Oh, yeah. Good one. I was like, what? What? So. <laughs> yeah. Just making movies happier. I was pissed happier. with a lot of those deaths good, at the end of The Departed. Yeah. I would have changed a lot. Yeah. Um, I have something that's like near, it's just like much more lowbrow than Amelia's question, but um, I'm going to ask it anyway. If you could date like arguably the most famous person in the entire world, who would you use that to get in with? Because Pete Davidson is on the ride of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> because last week he got coffee with Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton and Amazing. Kim. And then this week he was spotted um, going to Jeff Bezos's dinner party, like on a Tuesday with Kim. And not that Jeff Bezos wouldn't talk to Pete Davidson maybe if he was a standalone, but obviously Kim Kardashian is just like an icon and is perhaps not carting him places, but more like, come with me, let me open up a world where you Mm -hmm. can be and shake hands with now too. Again, I know he's really famous in his own right. Whatever, Kim is a different level. So what's your guys' answer? Who, if you could date whoever, you know, like the top celeb, Mm. who would you actually use that to like meet? you know, rub elbows with. Hmm. Oh, okay. I thought I misunderstood. And I thought it was, if we were dating Kim Kardashian, how would we leverage that to Mm. meet the people we actually like? Oh, sure. Yeah. We can focus on Kim. Yeah. So two things, you know, I love Harry Styles, love BTS. So 
Harry Styles, easy. Kim, Kendall Jenner, Harry Styles. Oh, Boom. nice. Done. Nice. Connection. Mm-hmm. BTS, a little trickier because um, they have limited sort of like US celebrity friends. So mm. from Kim Kardashian, she was on SNL with Halsey. I don't know if they're friends, but from Halsey, you get BTS and Blackpink. She's friends with both of them. Mm. So I was like, that's mm. a good duel. They pro- she probably has her number. You know, if in this hypothetical situation, I'm on SNL, then like I'm Pete Davidson, then boom, you've got Halsey right there. I couldn't find a better BTS connection than that. Uh, okay. I was also trying to find Beyonce, but Beyonce's easy because you do like, you know, Kardashians, maybe Kanye, Jay-Z, Jay-Z Beyonce. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are my big ones. I That's feel like good. also if you were, you could try to get Kim's kids into BTS mm. because they basically, it seems like they can yeah. do anything once oh, their kid likes them. Oh, so yeah. it feels like that's a good way <laughs> in. Oh, yeah. Just that's like, that's, that's a better. Really good one. That's yeah. really smart. Not just like get their phone number, like actually like No, like get them in the house, the private family. concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. They bring oh, yeah. people to perform all the time. Yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot tip, Kate. You're welcome. <laughs> remember? It's great. When, you, you, when, you, when you date Kim, yeah. remember that. You thought about that on a higher <laughs> level than I did, and I appreciate it. Oh, my it. gosh. Remember when they had Kenny, uh, Kenny yes, G trapped Kenny G. inside the house? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> trapped with all those flower vases. <laughs> flower vases. Damn. That's, that's got to be, the anniversary of that has got to be coming up because it was like Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah wow. Wow. Amelia, do you have thoughts on who you would go to <sighs> yeah. and get with? Or? Well, see, I just, my end goal would be Michelle. Michelle Obama, like just mm. whoever can get Ooh. me a seat with Michelle Obama. I just feel <laughs> I like mean, the Spotify connection is already there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Michelle you're well Obama. on your way. Yeah. You know what? You're right. One day you she's are gonna a appear Spotify on podcast host, Michelle Obama. A Spotify <laughs> you're already podcast like host. We have so much in one common. Degree, one degree of Kevin Bacon removed yeah. from Michelle Obama. Right. Totally. Right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But now I'm thinking if I were dating Kim Kardashian, how would that unfold? I feel like... I just, I feel like the Obamas hate her for some reason, mm. which, you know, understandable. Um, you could definitely like cl- get at like a charity event or something. A though. charity yeah. event. Like, That's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd have to cough up some money, but yeah, you could definitely, yeah. definitely you could make I'd be that like happen. skim or skim. Kim, sell some more skims. <laughs> get us to the charity event. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I kind of like this Jeff Bezos, enter- the like, big tech lord because mm. because I just want to know what his house looks like going to the bathroom in mm. Jeff Bezos' home like oh my what God. just like what yeah. the layer of like elite like, elite, that like, like snooping yeah yes oh my it's gosh. how we talked about like Grimes and Elon Musk and we're like <laughs> what is that home environment like where, how do they live Ooh. I am curious but yeah, yeah. that's your pick that's, you would stick with Bezos well, no, obviously not but I am like kind of darkly intrigued by mm. okay mm-hmm. that's fair anyway Okay, so that's it. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week um, for mm-hmm. February. Maybe like nice rom-com. Lo- we'll have a lot of like lovey-dovey energy in the air. Maybe not as much negative <laughs> as it was Haterific. this week. <laughs> um, but thank you so much to Kaya, our producer. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.